Parklawn is a church that both regular attenders and even unchurched people love to attend. Why? Perhaps it's because we seek real and authentic relationships. We're a multicultural church that's engaged in volunteerism and outreach in our community and world. Let's face it, we live in a real world. Young people are facing challenges in their school, relationships, and career choices. That's why we're focused on practical matters, such as making faith work in family, career, and community issues. If you're tired of church as usual, or you don't go to church at all, then Park Lawn Assembly of God could be the perfect place for you. Come check it out this weekend. We have services each Sunday morning at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. Park Lawn Assembly of God is located at 3725 North Sherman Boulevard, right in the heart of the city of Milwaukee. You can contact us by phone or on the web at either 414-442-7411 or at www.parklawn.org. I hope to meet you soon. so much for the opportunity to come and minister and give the word of the Lord before we actually have the service of presbytery and prophetic ministry. Um, I've heard about Park Lawn my first time here, but I've heard about the church, and I know that you've been doing a work for many years in this city and in this community, and I'm, I'm always grateful for any platform I can stand on, and for the call of God that shall be released fully tonight in the next phase of this church. One thing I love about the church is that it is eternal. It goes on from generation to generation. And even though we're hearing all the reports about this virus and people are nervous and afraid and so much shaking is happening, I've never seen anything like this in my lifetime. But I know that whatever comes and goes, the church remains continuous. Amen? From generation to generation. And when you connect with the church, you connect with something eternal. Something that was here before you came and something that will be here after you leave. But you connect with something higher. I believe that everyone has to connect with something greater than themselves. And so I'm grateful for the church, and I love the church. I love the assemblies that God raises up in different regions to minister 
not only locally, but globally, sending people out, ordaining people, releasing people. And so I asked the Lord, what do you want me to say in this time to those that are gathered here today? And this is the verse the Lord laid on my heart. And it's a common verse in Isaiah chapter 9, in verse number 7, it says, Of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end. And it talks about establishing the kingdom. How many believe in the kingdom of God? Well, I see still trying to figure it out. But I pray that by the end of this message, you'll realize that the greatest kingdom is not the kingdom of any man, but it's the kingdom of God. And the fact that you're in that kingdom. I preached a message, um, and I'm going to just say this and then get into my message. I was in New York City this week. I flew home Saturday. I was preaching a message, and when I got to New York, there was an emergency concerning the coronavirus. It became one of the hot spots in the nation. They, they quarantined the whole city just north of New York City. And um, I began to explain to the people that the term corona or coronavirus, the word corona means a crown. Because when you look at it under a microscope, it looks like a crown. So it's called coronavirus. And I began to share with them that God has given us authority to cause that crown to be removed. Because there's a crown greater than every other crown. I said there's a crown greater than every other crown. So we began to pray and begin to decree that this crown, which represents power and authority that it would not be able to operate in any authority against our lives. How many believe that God will protect you supernaturally? And it's a part of the kingdom. It's a part of ruling and reigning. You know, over the years, we've learned more and more about our power and our authority. We're walking more and more in understanding of power and authority as a believer, the power of prayer, the power of the prophetic, the power of the name of Jesus. We're learning more and more how to walk in that, and God is increasing our knowledge and understanding. So when things like this come up, we don't panic and we're not afraid. We know that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. We know that God has given us power to tread upon serpents and scorpions. And over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt us. When Jesus gave the command to the disciples to go into the world. He was sending them into places that were full of danger, and he gave them some promises that if you go in my name, number one, you'll cast out devils. He said, you'll take up serpents. Now, I'm, I'm not for passing snakes around in the service, but he said that. And he said, if you drink any deadly thing, it will not hurt you telling them that as you go into the most dangerous places, you're going to have dominion and power over things that would take other people out. Serpents and deadly things will not kill you because I'm going to be with you and give you a power and an authority. Now, the church lost some of that over the years, but God is raising up churches in this hour that will preach 
not to handle snakes. That's not what I'm preaching. But simply to walk in power and authority so that we can have dominion and walk in the kingdom and not be afraid when things rise up on the earth. When the world is falling apart, God will keep you strong. And when the world is panicking, God says, I've not given you the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. And we're learning that. And the place we're learning it is in governmental churches where leaders are preaching power and authority, and teaching us how to walk in dominion. Uh, I am the first person ever saved in my family. Uh, I didn't get saved in a church. I got saved in a street meeting. God had to come get me off the street. I didn't have enough sense to go to church. And so God sent an angel and said, go get that dummy before he kill himself. And I got saved on a street corner, and I, I didn't even know people like you existed. I'd never seen anyone lift their hands. I'd never heard anyone speak in tongues. I never saw anyone cast out demons. I never saw anyone dance. Um, I'd never been in a church like that. There was no one in my family that was a preacher. There was no one in my family saved. I didn't even know a saved person for the first 20 years of my life. I grew up around straight heathens that knew nothing about the Holy Spirit, nothing about the Word of God. And when I came into the church, I didn't know one verse in the Bible. Uh, I, I didn't even know John 3.16. Most drunks know John 3.16. I didn't even know John 3.16. And so when I came into the church, I had to learn about power and authority and the Word of God and walking in dominion. And, and, and the way I learned this was I came into contact with the government of God, God's government. God has a government on the earth. And God has people that rule and reign and operate in government. And what we're doing today, we are causing the government of God to be established in this house. Whether it's an apostle, a prophet, an evangelist, a pastor, a teacher, when you deal with leaders, you're dealing with God's government and God's government is very important for your life. If you're under the rule and, and reign of God, it means that you can submit to the government that God has established in the earth. I know there's some deep folks that the only person they listen to is, is the Holy Spirit. They don't listen to any man because they feel they're the fourth member of the Godhead. It's the Father, Son, the Holy Ghost, and them. And so they don't belong to any church. They don't submit to any man. Uh, they don't let anyone correct them, challenge them, teach them. It's just them and the Holy Ghost. They come out of the cave once a year uh, with locusts and wild honey and come to the church to release a word of judgment. And then they go back into the cave because they don't believe that any government on the earth can tell them what to do. But I learned when I first came into the church that God gives pastors. God gives people that can help train you and teach you and give you understanding and help correct you and help counsel you. And I, I was saved. The blessing I had was when I got saved in 1978, that's 42 years ago, um, when I came into the church, I came under a pastor that at that time had been walking with God since 1929. So he had been saved almost 50 years. 
a very mature man, a very mature prophet of God. When I came into contact with him, he taught me, he laid hands on me, he imparted into me, I submitted to him. He was a very godly man, a very unusual prophetic anointing on his life. And um, I, I learned so much from him, and he pushed me and promoted me. Uh, he's the only pastor I've ever had. And I, I, was the, uh, I was with him until the day he left the earth. And then I became the pastor of the church that I'm now pastoring. Um, he really left it to me. And uh, when I became the pastor, uh, there was a group of people in the church that um, did not want to submit to me. So I got up and I said, all of you who don't want to submit, you can get up and leave now. And they left. So I split my church right at the beginning. I drove them out because I was not there to try to please them um, and, 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 and deal with all their Jezebel demons and every other devil they had. Uh, and, and so uh, I, I submitted to this man of God. I learned from him. Uh, it was the only church, and I, now I pastor that church. So I've been, in one, I've been in one church for 42 years. One church. Now, that doesn't mean you have to stay in the same church all your life. I tell people that if you go to Jurassic Park Assembly, you need to get out. This is not Jurassic Park. Thank God. If your pastor is Fred Flintstone and the assistant is Barney Rubble, you may need to find another church. If they've not progressed in the last 100 years, uh, you may need to leave. So I'm not telling anyone you have to stay in the same place, but thank God for faithful people that stay in churches that are strong and vibrant. And the fact that this church has, has transitioned uh, from pastors to the next generation is a sign that it's a healthy church. Come on, it's a vibrant church. And that this leader is able to pass the baton uh, to another individual uh, is a sign because some leaders, uh, they don't let go of a church. They'll, they'll be on a breathing machine at the hospital giving instructions. How much was the offering today? Amen. Why they're hooked up to an IV. They, they'll never leave. And so thank God that we have a leader here. Come on, clap for him that's able to, to pass this baton to the next generation. The verse that God gave me of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. And so when we talk about the kingdom of God, one of the aspects of the kingdom is that God's government and God's peace, which is the word shalom, will never end. It will always increase. We can always expect the church and the kingdom to continue to grow from generation to generation. I've studied the kingdom for many years, and I've been to many nations where the church is declining in numbers, in membership. And you may say, well, why isn't the kingdom increasing in that particular area. But God's kingdom is not limited to a geographical area. And every time I go to a nation where there may be decline, the Lord will send me to a nation 
that's experiencing great revival and the church is exploding because God is not limited to a geographical place. God will always cause his church to increase in spite of the fact that in some places the church declines. Uh, I've been to places around the world such as Brazil, Nigeria, China, Indonesia, where the church is exploding and so many people are getting saved. Why? Because God is committed to causing his kingdom to increase. No matter what he has to do to call and to send people that will preach and be leaders of revival and glory, God, the kingdom of God is always expanding. That's what I love about the kingdom. Jesus said, upon this rock I'll build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. So no matter what the enemy tries to do, he cannot stop the advancement of the kingdom. That's a good place to clap right there. I said no matter what the enemy does, he can never stop the kingdom from advancing. And that verse I've just quoted says there the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end, which means that the peace of God is connected to the government of God because they both increase together. Whenever there's God's government in the earth, there'll be peace. And the word peace means shalom. It's the word shalom in the Hebrew. It's a word much greater than the simple word peace. It's a word that represents prosperity, abundance. It represents health, healing. It represents peace. It represents favor. It's an all-inclusive word. It's one of my favorite words in the Bible. Or one of the names of God is Jehovah Shalom, or God our peace, or Jehovah Shalom, God our prosperity, or Jehovah Shalom, God our health, God our healer, God the one that makes us whole. To have Shalom is one of the most important things you can have in your life. The name Solomon is after the word Shalom. And Solomon was a king that ruled over Israel in a time of peace and great prosperity. He's a picture of the kingdom. He's a type of the kingdom. He's a type of Jesus Christ. He's a type of what it means to live under someone who's anointed and called by God and established by God. He was established by God. He was chosen by David. He was ordained by God to be the next king of Israel after David passed away. God gave, him a, God, God gave him wisdom in a dream, and during Solomon's life, the people lived under peace and shalom. Now, eventually, Solomon had a problem because he had 700 wives and 300 concubines. I have one wife, and I can't handle her. 700. Can you imagine? 700 wives. 300 concubines. That's a problem. If you had one wife every night, it would take you three years to get an appointment with the king. Can you imagine waiting three years to be put on the calendar, your night with Solomon? Some of them probably never saw him. And so he had to make sure they were eunuchs. Let me get back on my on my message. I don't want to get off into that. But he had some problems. 
but originally his name means peace, shalom. He represents God's government. He represents a leader. He represents a shepherd. He represents a pastor. He represents someone that leads a nation in wisdom. And when the people sit under that government, under the rule of God, they experience shalom and prosperity and favor. And so what God does is when God ordains a man to be the leader of an assembly, God establishes his government in that assembly. When you submit to that government, when you sit under that kind of anointing, you can begin to believe God for shalom to come to your life. How many want some shalom in your life? Peace, prosperity, safety, health, healing. It's one of the benefits of being in a church with good leadership. It's one of the blessings of being under a godly man, a godly woman, under someone set and ordained by God, someone that preaches and teaches and releases wisdom to you. It changes your life because you're under the rule of God and of the increase of his government and peace, his shalom, there shall be no end. It goes from generation to generation. And so tonight, we're about to establish the next generation of the government of God in this place because this this will be a place of shalom. This will be a place of peace. This will be a place of favor. I feel the preaching anointing coming on me now. This will be a place of health and healing. And whoever comes through that door and hears the word of God preached from this pulpit and submits to this man of God, they can begin to experience miracles and breakthroughs and healing and deliverance and restoration. Come on. How many of you believe in miracles? Amen. This is a spirit-filled church. This is an apostolic church. This is a prophetic church. We believe that people who come under God's rule can experience a miracle. Sometimes your life is determined by who you're submitted to. Being submitted to the right person can change your life. Being submitted to the wrong person can destroy your life. And sometimes our greatest mistake in life is that we submit to the wrong people. We don't get under God's government. We don't pray and follow the people that God tells us to follow. And we sit under people that are not called and not anointed by God. This is not something you can choose. You better pray and ask God, where do I need to go to church? Where do I need to submit? This is my life. I can't sit under a bad leader. I can't sit under a witch. I can't sit under a warlock. I can't sit under a false apostle or a false prophet. I've got to get under somebody that has the anointing and the calling of God on their life. Someone that preaches with power and anointing because my life depends on it. I've got to get under someone with wisdom and anointing and grace and favor on their life because I'm, I'm submitting my life to them. I need some shalom in my life. As much hell as I've been through, as much trouble as I've been through, I need some favor. How many need some favor. I need some shalom in my life. 
When people walk through those doors, their lives are messed up. Their lives are chaotic. They don't know what to do. I've seen people come to church and they fall asleep. It's not because it's boring. That's the only place they can get some rest. They're under so much torment, they get around the presence of God and they just fall asleep. Now, I wake folk up when they fall asleep in my church because they need to hear the word of God. But I, I understand. You can be so tormented and so restless at home until you can't rest and you get into a church and there's so much peace and there's so much order and there's so much shalom until you sit in those chairs and you just fall asleep because God wants to bring you into a place of rest and favor and peace. He wants to remove every tormenting devil from your life. He wants to deliver you from restlessness and confusion and insomnia and madness and mental instability and schizophrenia. He wants to put you under his power and his anointing. So how many believe this man is anointed by God to bring God's government and rule into your life? We're not just putting a man in a position. We are establishing God's government. We're putting someone in that you've prayed about and you've gotten a witness about that this is the next phase of God's government. You're saying, I'm going to submit to this man as long as he submits to God. I'm going to follow him. I'm going to listen to him. I'm going to allow the anointing on his life to challenge me and grow me and stretch me because I need some increase of shalom in my life. I prophesy today that not only will the shalom of God come to your life, but the Lord says, get ready, I'm going to increase it. The Lord says you may have been on a certain level of shalom and favor and prosperity, but the Lord says to this house, get ready for it to grow. The Lord said it's been growing in the past, but I'm not yet finished yet. I'm going to cause my favor and my grace and my shalom to begin to increase in your life. So the Lord said, don't just come and have a ceremony, but believe me for expansion. Believe me to grow in the next season. But the Lord says, it's first the blade, then the ear, and then the full coin in the ear. I'm not yet finished stretching you. I'm not yet finished expanding you. I'm not yet finished maturing you. I'm not finish uh, uh, growing you but the Lord said get ready for there's a new grace uh, that's going to come on this house uh, as you move into the next season. The Lord said those that have gone before have laid the foundation. Now I'm going to build upon that foundation and cause you to go taller and go deeper and go larger than you've been before. So the Lord said get ready people. It's a new day and a new season. And the Lord said this day will be a day of prophetic release uh, for when the prophets begin to prophesy it shall catapult you into the next season of what I've called you to walk in. The Lord said get ready for more miracles and healings and breakthroughs that you've ever seen before. The Lord said get ready for the prophetic anointing to begin to increase in this house and when people come through those doors with no peace and no shalom the Lord says my peace and my shalom and my favor shall rest upon them. Get ready for for a new season of peace, favor, 
and shalom, says the Spirit of the living God. Oh, come on, put those hands together if you believe it today. Oh, somebody shout hallelujah. I'm getting excited. Now, you have to kind of um, forgive me because I just come out of a five-day prophetic challenge. Some of you may have followed it. We had over 30,000 people in our five-day prophetic challenge. And so for the last five days, I've been prophesying and teaching on the prophetic and being around the prophetic, so I'm really stirred up because iron sharpens iron. When you get around the prophetic, it just stirs you up. So I'm just, I may just prophesy and then preach and prophesy and preach and we're going to lay hands on him and prophesy and go into presbytery. I love doing that and speaking to his life because I don't believe we should just ceremonially lay hands on somebody. We're not laying empty hands on empty heads. We're, we're releasing the power of God and we're releasing the prophetic word that can launch someone into the new season. And I, I'm ready to prophesy now to the man of God, but I, I'm going to kind of hold back. But I do hear the Lord saying, get ready for a new season, man of God. The Lord said, this day, through prophetic utterance, I'm going to launch you into a new season of assurance and confidence and boldness. You're going to step into a new place, a new glory, and a new anointing is going to rest upon you from this day, said the Lord, and you're going to begin to operate in mantles and ministries that you've not operated in before. In the past, you've walked in some dimensions of healing and deliverance, and the apostolic but the Lord said, get ready for new gifts are going to be imparted and new gifts are going to be stirred up and you're going to step out into a new realm and there's a new wind that's about to hit this church, a new wind of revival and a new wind of glory. But I'm going to cause you to step out the boat and begin to walk on the water and things you've been holding back on and saying, God, it's not yet time. The Lord said, get ready for a new season of release. Somebody shout release in this place. It's a new season of release. God is about to increase his government in your life. And God is about to increase his shalom. How many can use some more shalom? You come from a large family, you need some more shalom. My wife is number 15 of 16 children. A mother has 16 children. Somebody said mercy. Because we don't, we don't make women like that anymore. You tell a woman, I want 16 children, she'll say, the blood of Jesus, not here, pal. Amen. This ain't 1940. Amen. We, this is 2020, brother. I'm not finna have 16 children. I have members in my church. I have one member that has 14 children and another member that has 13 children, and they're still young. And I'm like, God bless you. If you got grace and favor to do it, they love having children. They're married. And they love having children. But she's from a family where her, her mother had over 100 grandchildren. When you have that many people in a family, you need shalom. Because there's always a few folk with demons. Yeah. Demonized loved ones. They need deliverance. They won't come to the house of God 
And they'll laugh at you until they get in trouble. They know who to call when they get in trouble. I love it when family members talk about you and say you're just a Holy Ghost tongue-talking folk. It don't take all that going to church, but let them get in trouble. They know who got the power. Amen. Years ago, I was a friend of a pastor who did not believe in speaking in tongues. He was the pastor of a large church in Chicago. It was like a, a pretty uh, a church that did not flow in the gifts. He did not believe in being baptized in the Holy Ghost, but he knew I was filled with the Holy Ghost. And he got in trouble one day and he called me and he said, I want you to pray for me. And so because I knew he didn't believe in speaking in tongues, I started giving one of those eloquent prayers. Heavenly Father, we come to your throne now on the behalf of my brother. You're the, he said, no, stop. He said, I can do that. I need you to pray in them tongues. Amen. They know when to call on folks that have the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. So everyone needs shalom. If you got children, you're going to need shalom. If you work a job, you're going to need some shalom. Because there's always a demonized person on the job that think they the boss and they're on the same level you on. Matter of fact, they got hired after you and they think they the boss. Thank God for shalom. Thank God for favor. Thank God for prosperity. Thank God for abundance. Thank God for breakthrough. It's connected to government. And so as we set this man in government as the next pastor of this particular house, I want you to believe God that with this government, God is going to release a new favor, a new shalom, a new peace, a new prosperity. How many need some prosperity today that's even greater than what you've had in the past? Amen. You're believing God for more, more financial breakthrough. Come on. And people say, well, you shouldn't be concerned about money because money won't make you happy. I tell you one thing that won't make you happy is called being broke. That definitely won't make you happy. I know folks say money won't make you happy. Amen. You ain't never had any money. Amen. When you say money can't make you happy, the devil is a liar. Amen. We need some joy in our life. We need some prosperity in our life. We need some blessing in our life. We need to be able to go in the store and give something without looking at the red tag sale and the blue tag and the purple tag we just buy it many years ago I walked into a Brioni store Brioni is an exclusive Italian suit store and so I, I saw the store I said Brioni I'm going to go in here and look at a suit I walked in the store and I said, I want to look at your suit. So he said, okay, sir. He said, come over here. And he, he, um, he showed me the suits. He said, now these started 10000 I said, okay. I was too ashamed to walk out the place without buying some. So I said, show me your ties. Because if I go home and tell my wife, I just bought a $10,000 suit, I would be in trouble. So I bought a tie. I got a shirt. I'm thinking I didn't even look at the price. I got the tie and the shirt. And I said, okay, ring me up. 
He rings up the tie in the shirt, and it comes out to $600. About that time, I was too embarrassed to say no. So I gave him my card, paid for the shirt and tie, and I think I should have asked him, does this tie make coffee in the morning? So I was not on the Brioni level. That was not where I was at that particular time. And the reason I can't put on a $10,000 suit is because I cast out devils. And the last thing I want to do is be casting out a devil and my suit tear, my pants tear. Amen. Be trying to get a devil out of somebody. The devil is a liar. Amen. If I'm a, I got a $10,000 suit on, I'm going to be standing about 10 feet from you saying, come out in the name of Jesus. But there's a new level of favor. And prosperity that God wants to bring into your life. Well, you'll have so much peace and so much shalom and so many blessings in your life because you'll learn it in the house of God. You'll learn the word of God by sitting under godly leadership, by submitting to God's government. God blesses people that humble themselves and submit to his government. He said, if you be willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. How many want to eat the good of the land? If you disobey and rebel, you'll be devoured by the sword. And so today, as we establish this man, uh, as we establish this couple, as the leaders of this house, I want you to know that it's not just for them, it's for you. I want you to believe, God, that you're going to be blessed. It's not enough to see someone promoted. That promotion will bless your life. I said that promotion will bless your life. When God promotes a man, there's no need of you getting jealous or becoming upset because when God promotes somebody, you can be blessed by their promotion. Because when they preach and teach from another place uh, and that word comes upon you, God will begin to promote you. As one leader goes up, you go up too. God is going to take this church to another level. And that's what these people are believing God for. That's what the leadership of this house is believing God for. That you're about to go into a new phase. You're about to go into a new place. You're about to go into a new height, a new depth in the spirit. And when you do, get ready for miracles. I keep hearing this uh, tell somebody get ready for miracles now I know we can't touch each other and we can't high-five each other uh, but sometimes I get tired of that anyway because they have you all service go to five people look them in the eye tell them this and tell them that and, and touch three people I'm like look man I didn't come here for exercise can you just preach the word of God to me my God look folks straight in the eyeball turn around and hook your neighbor amen turn around and 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 and, and, and slap them and, and say this uh, uh, turn turn around and, and, and say you walk by faith put your eyes or put your hand on their eyes and tell them you walk by faith and not not by sight. I mean, I thank God. So I'm not, I'm not really upset that we ain't high-fiving each other and we can't touch each other because of this virus. But I bind this virus devil in the name of Jesus. Be wise. But God is our health. And God is our strength. I want you to stand to your feet. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We're going to make some confessions.
After I preach, I love for people to make confessions and to release by faith the word that they've just heard. Because when you speak it out of your mouth, it's established in your heart. And what is established in your heart will come out of your mouth. The word is nigh thee, in thy mouth and in thy heart. The word of faith which we speak. So your mouth is connected to your heart. And as you speak with me these decrees and say them in faith, God is about to release a new realm of favor and shalom in your life. God's about to increase some things. God is not finished with you yet. I said, God is not finished with you yet. Say there's more. Say there's increase for my life. I believe that God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that I can ask or think. Lord, I believe in the next season of my life you will increase me more and more, me and my children. Thank you, Lord, for your increase in my life. Lord, I believe in your government. I believe in men and women that you anoint and send that represent your power. And, Lord, I will submit to your government and I believe that your shalom will increase in my life your favor your grace your health your healing all the things that are connected with your shalom will be in my life thank you Lord for your servants that you send that you confirm, that you establish in the earth. I will not run away from your government. I will not rebel against your government. I will honor and respect and submit to your government. And I believe, Lord, from this day forward, not only Will your government increase in my life? But Lord, your peace and your shalom will increase in my life. Thank you, Lord. From this day forward, there'll be new prosperity, new blessing, new favor, new health, new soundness, new things in my life because of your government it is increasing it is growing in my life i believe it i speak it i decree it and i get in position to receive it thank you father for your servant that is being set today in jesus name amen Amen. Come on and clap if you believe that today. Hallelujah. 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 Yes.
Yes. Yes. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Father. Mm. Just think about that for a moment, what you just said. I'm about to sit down, but several months ago, the Lord gave me a word, and it was a word from Psalms 45 where the psalmist said, my tongue is the pen of a ready writer. Say, my tongue is the pen of a ready writer. And the Lord told me this. He said, tell my people. This is what the Lord told me. He said, if you don't like the previous chapter of your life, you can write a new one by using your tongue. You can change your future by speaking the word of the Lord from your tongue. And the Lord said, tell my people to write a new chapter. If your past has been full of hurt, pain, failure, frustration, depression, speak new things in the days to come. And so, Father, I thank you that a new chapter will be written for this church. You're doing a new thing in this house. It doesn't mean that the previous chapters were bad, but God is saying that he's going to write a new chapter through your tongue and in your life. And so, Father, I thank you. Say, Father, I thank you for a new chapter for this church, for this ministry, and for my life, a new chapter is being written, and I will see new things in the days to come. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on and clap. I'm finished. Come on and clap and thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Come on, do it like you really mean it. Give God a praise. Parkline Assembly of God exists to share the light, life, and love of Jesus Christ. As a part of this mission, join us for special services, workshops, and encounters. Parkland Assembly of God is located at 3725 North Sherman Boulevard, right in the heart of the city of Milwaukee. You can contact us by phone or on the web at either 414-442-7411 or at www.parklawn.org. I hope to meet you soon.